Moharan is the first letters of the words Moreno Rabbeno Rabbi Nachman, our teacher, our great rabbi, Rabbi Nachman of Breslev. So Rabbi Nachman gave many Torah, he spoke about many topics, he brought up many ideas and spoke about ancient things and new things, and he um, went deep into Hasidut and into all that Avodat Hashem in, in spirituality and not only just um, being um, being strict with following Torah mitzvot, he was also into finding your own connection and talking about it Bodhidut. And while he was talking about Torah and about those great teachings, he was also bringing um, his own colors, like he was bringing his own perspective on things. Um, when you learn more about him and when you read the stories about his life um, and, and his tales and testaments of his students that stood by him in... Uh, in difficult hours and in uh, in great um, holy days and and joyful hours, you see more and you learn more about um, this person's character. It's um, it becomes deeper and deeper. It's much more interesting than just to read the wisdom, to read the Torah. Um, and when you read the Torah, when you read when you dive into the wisdom, it's it becomes so much more like rich and um, and full of understanding of 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 his uh, of his personality um so just as a recommendation on all the righteous people who you will enjoy learning um from it's um it will be nice for you to learn about them and to and to learn a little bit about their history interesting stuff you can find there a lot of uh, personal connection to those righteous ones will um, will shine within you when you will learn more about their lives and how even though they were like such righteous people they also had their personal lives they had relationships with their families with their friends with their students they had neighbors they were they wanted to eat they had to go to the bathroom it's like those conversations and those deep testaments are brightening our eyes and allowing us to see things in in real perspective the torah never idolizing no one even the greatest of the greatest of our nation the Torah is always saying the truth about them and not hiding their mistakes and their weaknesses and their fears. And it's being discussed on the table as if it was a Torah keeping. It was like, it, when it's the truth, it's the truth. If he failed in this or failed in that, or if he was struggling with something, it's, it's Torah and we need to learn. There is a story on one of the sages that hid himself under the bed of his teacher, of his rabbi. 
he wanted to hear, he wanted to understand, he wanted to learn how to, how to be with his wife. Now, it was nothing from side of curiosity or adultery or anything like that. He was never with a woman in his life. He was about to get married. He doesn't know how to keep the mitzvah of being with his wife. When his rabbi heard him, he like looked under the bed and, and saw him there and he asked him, what are you doing here? So the student answered him, it's Torah and I need to learn. It was nothing about being like um, curious and wanting to hear or to be there or something like that about his teacher. The opposite, he was like under the bed, he was not looking at anything, he never wanted to do anything that would be not appropriate. But how will a person learn something if his rabbi is not teaching him? If you don't have a righteous person to lead you, how in the world will you know? How will you know? Is it like something that people are doing, like uh, the television is showing, like filthy movies are showing, like um, Hollywood superstars are showing? Like that's how real modest and humble and honest and loving relationship supposed to be? Like, will you learn that in Hollywood? Like they ever been exposed to holiness and to purity for them to be able to teach you how things are supposed to be. So that is Torah and people should learn. And that's why it's so important to learn about the righteous ones and to learn about their life stories. And the Gemara is full of testaments from life realities, from simple situations that those righteous pillars of light experienced and and when they took upon themselves to be the leaders of our nation and of the whole world, they took that under their considerations that their life will be exposed, that they will be in front of, uh, of a searching eye 24-7. And that's, uh, that's how it is when you accept on yourself to be a public figure. You, you become property of the public people can talk about you they can claim to see they want to know then they have questions and it brings the best out of you when you're willing to teach when you are motivated to teach when someone is asking you deep questions embarrassing questions it can only take you um, into a deeper inner search of of finding more about yourself and then helping the world with, with your wisdom. So Rabbi Nachman of Breslev said something very interesting in Torah 183 that the righteous people of each generation are sitting in circle. Now you're going to ask yourself, what? They're gathering, they have meetings, like it's a secret uh, organization, a secret uh, union, they're joining at night and no, one is located in that city and one is stuck in that Beth Knesset and one is walking in the fields. But if you would look at the world from above, from a higher angle, you would see that the righteous people of each generation are sitting in a circle. Hashem is putting them 
in certain position that they are circling the world. So the way that they are sitting in the world, each and every one of them in his place is in a round, in a circle. And even though that there are other people separating between them, standing like you and me, we can like walk, we can cross that circle, we can break that circle, but we're not really disturbing them. There can be people, other people standing between them that are stopping and so-called ruining the, the, the order of the circle, but you should know that those people who are standing over there between or among the righteous ones, they are in an aspect of people who are not belong to the um, to the settlement, to, to, to the shuv. Like those people are not settled. Those people are not considered people in that way, in that aspect, not that they're not important, but they are not. It, 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 it's like the righteous people will talk in a different frequency, on a different vibe. And then the words of ours, simple people that will talk, it's not going to disturb. They, they're on a different radio channel. So our speeches will not disturb their speech. They sit in a certain layer and talking in a circle. And even though that we're going to walk in and out from their circle, we're not going to disturb them because we're not from the same settlement. We're not from, from the same level, same floor. So they're not considered to bother, to stop. And then the righteous people stays sitting in their circle. And HaKadosh Mahuchu, the maker of the universe, is on top of them. So he is the aspect of a head of the courthouse. The creator is in an aspect of a judge to that courthouse. Because those righteous people who are sitting in the circle... They are in the aspect of courthouse because from them the trial is coming out to each and every one to, for their merits, for their privileges, and, to, and for their judgments. And also parnasa, money is coming out of them, that they are sharing the parnasa to each and every person according to his needs, as much as he needs. So... We're talking about the spiritual thing now. We're not talking about banking systems. We're not talking about judgments in courts that like they say, okay, this person or that person should go do this or do that or whatever and executing. They're sitting and they're talking Torah. Now, our lives are the reflection of the Torah. And the Torah conclusions of the Torah debates and the Torah conversations will set the decrees on the people's life situations. So if, for an example, they're going to learn on a certain um, business that is discussed in the Gemara, like people who wanted to buy something and there was an argument between them, and the Gemara, the Talmud, will bring that topic in one of the Masechtot and will discuss that issue. So if in their argument, those 10 righteous people people they will talk about it and they will discuss it and they will come to a certain conclusion 
So that conclusion will affect the world. So us, you and me, us, all of us, when we will negotiate in that generation about money in that aspect of that topic that they were talking while they were learning Torah, the conclusion, the verdict of their courthouse will affect our lives. So if I won, so I will, I, the winning will be because that in their Gemara discussion, they came to the conclusion that the side that I was reflecting was winning. So I won. In our argument, I'm going to win. But if the opposite, so the opposite. And it's about all the world topics, all our life's topics. Because the righteous people, when they learn Torah, they learn from all the sea of, of the Talmud. The Torah is wider than the sea. So they're bringing up all the topics while they learn. Because the Torah can be very rich in one place and very poor in another place. For an example, if you have a Gemara that is talking about Shabbat, you have a Gemara that is called Masechet Shabbat. It is all about Shabbat. But you have many other rules about Shabbat that are written in different Masechtot. That when they discussed the holiday of Sukkot in Masechet Sukkah, of the holidays of Sukkah, they were talking about what will be the situation on Shabbat. So there you can find many answers that will complete the questions that you stayed with them or that you were not able to complete your learning in Masechet Shabbat. And the answers are in Masechet Sukkot or in Masechet Rosh Hashanah or in a different Masechet, in a different volume. So the answers are spread on all the sea of Talmud, of the Torah. So when the righteous people are learning along the way, all the topics when they say Tehillim so they're discussing David Melech life situations when he was up when he was down when he was being chased when he was fighting his enemies revenging and avenging them when he was scared and afraid and crying to Hashem or when he took responsibility and strengthened himself even though he didn't have no support from no one else but his own faith in himself and in the maker like all those situations when the righteous people will discuss that in their discussions, in their conversations, they will, based on their conclusions and understandings of how things supposed to be, supposed to work, based on their understanding of learning Torah, they will reflect the judgments towards us and it will appear in our lives suddenly you're going to find yourself receiving more strength by their learning about King David. Because there is a certain similarity between your situation now to that exact verse or chapter that he was reading right now that was talking about a person in that case, in that scenario that is similar to what you're going through right now. And because that when he was learning, he was giving the credit to that person and he gave the strength and and cheered him up in his mind to follow that vision and that is the right approach and that's how you're supposed to act now when you acted the same in that way as well so you will get the energy 
you will get the support from that supreme courthouse of the righteous ones that are sitting and learning in a circle. And the maker of the universe, that he's the main supervisor in all creation, he's sitting up top of them as the head of the courthouse. And the main thing that is important is that they're going to be free love among them means that the love will be so strong that they will see each other always because out of the greatness of their love they the righteous people are not able to stand at all not to see each other always they love each other so much those righteous ones they miss each other so much that when they think about each other it's in that aspect of seeing each other they care about each other so much that they can see with their eyes exactly where their friends are holding and in what level and in which position and to and what are their needs and what is their situation and it is as if they are seeing them right now with their own eyes. So for that ability of them to see each other and really to connect to each other, the love, the connection between them needs to be very, very strong. And they cannot stand not seeing each other so much. They miss each other so much. Also, there is such a great love that people each other they can still stand the fact that they cannot see each other they do love each other they do appreciate each other but they are still um but they're still able to stand the distance they're not like dying to see each other they just okay yeah i really miss him like i love him i care for him but it won't kill me if he will stay there and I'm going to stay here. So that's a lower layer of love. And even though it is a great love that they love each other from far. And also that is an aspect of seeing each other. But it's not in the same level. What does it mean that they see each other? They see each other in a way that like they care i see you like i care for you i like if if you need anything like be in touch i'll i'll help you as much as i can but it's not a certain love that you go out of your borders that you like can't stand waiting one second and and cannot let him be gone when a person finding himself i think that this is a very big um, rebuke for us to understand how far we are from those high levels. There is a story on one of the students of the Baal Shem Tov that one of his students once came to his room and saw him crying. And he asked him, Rabbi, why are you crying? So he said, how can it be? I'm crying for that. How can it be that I received eyes from the eyes of Hashem? Hashem like, why do I have eyes? How can we have eyes? Because Hashem has eyes. And Hashem's eyes, it's written on them, Ene Hashem, the eyes of Hashem, Asher Hema, that they are, Meshotetin Bechol Haaretz, walking and searching the whole land, like they see everything. The eyes of Hashem are like wandering, they search, they like, any corner they see, the eyes of Hashem. 
So how can it be that I got eyes from that high source of the eyes of Hashem that can see the whole land and I cannot see through walls like and, and like I'm, I'm being blocked in any physical thing. Like how much I defected my eyes, the eyes that I received from Hashem, that they became so weak and limited that I cannot even see like out of my own room, out of my own chamber. Like I'm so limited, like I limited the eyes of Hashem. The eyes of Hashem in their power, they can like they like X-ray more stronger. They like they go through scanning through walls, through bodies, through kidneys. They they see everything. They see thoughts. They see feelings. They see emotions. They they see the the truth of any part in depth. So that righteous man was able to understand he's lacking so he cried for that when we read that such love exists that when people love each other so much they can see each other even if they're going to be in different lands maybe this is what it goes on now with us on zoom that we can see each other from different lands maybe Hashem blessed us that our love is so strong that Hashem created that uh, program, that software that is called Zoom, that people that loves each other so much, they can see each other, they can talk, maybe. I would not disqualify that assumption uh, so fast. It is an option. So the maker of the universe can give us the ability to see across the world based on our love. There was a story on a different righteous man that he was known to make something that is called jumping from one place to the other, disappearing from his location and appearing in a different one suddenly. So let's say there was a, a woman in need, a friend in, in trouble. Suddenly he would be there, like in a different state. Like if, if it was he was in Poland, suddenly he would appearing in, in Romania. He was in Romania, suddenly he's appearing in Ukraine. In Ukraine, suddenly after two weeks, you hear that he was visiting the Western Wall in Yerushalayim. Like students would hear like stories, like your rabbi was just in Germany, your rabbi was just here and there. Like what's and he was with them in the Beit Midrash. He was sitting and learning Torah with them. Like he never left the village. What 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 are you talking about? So because that it became so famous and so many people came with testaments and like when they came to tell him thank you he was like yeah you're welcome like uh, happy to help was happy to be, to be able to assist you and on like, like so when the students like we need an answer like how can that be and when they came to ask him so he was always avoiding the answer not replying how are you doing it how did you do it how how are you able to be here and there in the same not answering one time something really big happened and like they really pushed him to the corner and like, you must tell us, you must tell us. He refused and refused and refused. But because of the pressure in the next day, he said, you really want to know how how am I making jumping like the Shulchan Aruch is explaining what does it mean? You have two explanations, two main explanations to what it means. Or that you are jumping from point A to point B. Or that the road is jumping. 
It's written on the first time, if I'm not wrong, the first time that we saw Kfitzat Aderech in history is with Eliezer, the slave of Abraham. That when Eliezer wanted to go to bring the wife for Yitzchak, he wanted to bring Rivka. He didn't know who that going to be, but he was sent by Abraham to bring the, the like a family member to marry Yitzchak, the son of Abraham. So he made a journey of few days in less than three hours. Like he was suddenly standing on the well. Like he found himself there already. Like he just skipped the road somehow. So there are two ways. Or that the, the road becomes short or that the person is jumping from one place. He becomes fast. Okay, so it's one of the two explanations. So when they ask, so he asked the students, "Do you really want to know why? How am I doing?" They, yes, please, Rabbi, tell us. And then he said, "When I see that there is a person in trouble, first of all, to our topic that we're talking about, they didn't have no mobiles, they didn't have no phones, they couldn't see no news. Like when he saw that there is a friend in Romania that is in trouble." He saw it in his mind. He saw it in a vision. He felt the trouble of his friend, of his brother, of his sister. So when I see, he said, when I see one of my brothers in pain, in trouble, I want to help him so much that it makes me so sad. I'm so sorry not to be able to assist him that HaKadosh Baruch Hu sees my sorrow. And the maker, the Kadosh Baruch Hu, cannot stand my sorrow, so he's taking me there. So you see that it's a circle of, of mercy, of endless kindness, of people who cannot stand pain of another. And the Creator is just helping them to, to answer their needs. He cannot stand the pain of a brother. The brother cannot stand the pain of his trouble. The maker cannot stand his pain for suffering so badly, wanting to assist his friend. So the maker takes him there, gives him the power to solve the friend's problem and brings him back home and everyone are done. Everything is, is okay. So when we're learning that knowledge, and this is all true knowledge, this is all true history. Those are all testaments that were given to us by honest, righteous people. It's not like the crazy testaments on the leader of that religion and that nation that was riding on a flaming horse. And because that he jumped through Yerushalayim, so now Yerushalayim belongs to them. It's like, we, we're not following this craziness. We're not talking about people who like, never sinned and was born from a virgin that were never conceived by a man. Like we, we don't live in, in the fairy tales. We don't have fairies and dragons in the history of, of, of our tales. All our stories are testaments. All our stories are like the reality that our sages experienced as while they were serving the maker with, with all their heart. The Red Sea opening for the nation of Israel is not a tale. This is a testament that 600,000 men and over 
1.5 million women and children were there and there are no contradictions on, on, this, on the testaments. There are no different opinions about what had happened. If it would be a tale, if it would be a lie, there would be contradictions on that story. But even the Christians and even the, the, the civilized Muslims are all accepting the, the first testament, like the, or the Torah, for granted. Like no one is arguing about it. No one is doubting Mount Sinai. No one is doubting the Red Sea. No one is doubting the revenge in Pharaoh with 10 plagues. No one is doubting the wonders that Hashem made for Abraham. No person in the world that has some knowledge in history will ever doubt that. Science, like archaeology is testifying on it. It's like we're not arguing on that at all. The only arguments are coming when it applies to you. When you are now being asked to perform those wonders, when you are now being asked to believe that those wonders can take place in your life as well, that's where the argument begins. You start doubting yourself and your ability. So that is all in the aspect of what it is written in the Gemara in Masechet Sanhedrin, that the Sanhedrin, the Jewish courthouse, were sitting in a Goren Agula, in a circle. Sanhedrin is the aspect of the righteous ones that they were judging all the trials. And also, Goren Agula, it's like a barn. They were sitting in a barn. They were sitting in a round room like a barn. They were setting the, the barn in a, a, as a circle for it not to have corners for the uh, crops not to be stuck in the angles. So they were building their barns and their uh, storage houses um, in a circle for them to find everything when they're collecting, that there will be no hidden corners and side rooms for things to get rotten and spoiled. So that is the aspect that is reflecting the fact that those righteous people are also decreeing on the financials because they were sitting in that round storage house that the crops are coming out of there. And all of that is for one and only reason that they will see each other as you can see each other in the best way when you sit in a circle. When you sit in diagonal or in a square, you cannot see the people who are in the corners. The opposite corners are very hard for you to see. You have people blocking your way. But when you sit in a circle, so you can see everyone in perfect eyesight. Like that it's written over there in the Gemara, in the aspect of love. That love is an aspect of seeing like we said before. Thank you, Gavirotai Verabotai. I'm very thankful for your friendship. Thank you for joining me and us, the wonderful Amuna Circle. Thank you. Tonight is Monday. Tomorrow is Tuesday. We have a great podcast. We're going to talk about um, modern technology and, um, and other very interesting, controversial topics. You're more than welcome to search and the rest of our content online, amuna.com our website, Ravdror, on all social media um, outlets and pages. We have amazing, amazing products in our store and 
everyone are more than welcome to sign up for our Hitu Buddha Dut course. I think that it's very precious. I think that it's very helpful for every individual to learn more about how to communicate and talk with Hashem, how really to develop a connection that is based on communication and conversation. I don't know if there is a stronger way to connect yourself in our days, in this generation, to the maker, except for through Hit Bodhidut. So it was great seeing you. Thank you for joining us. And Bezat Hashem, see you all tomorrow.